Welcome to the You Need More Money podcast. I'm your host, Matt Monero, coming to you from our studios in Dallas, Texas. Yeah, we got a lot of stuff cooking in this studio right now. I got Z working one camera. We got Rudy working a camera in the soundboard. Yep. We got our phone booth. We got one, two, three cameras going. We got one, two, three, four, five, six tripods. Lights all over the place. We're actually like doing it right, right now, Rudy. Yes. We got it figured out. <laughs> We're pretty close. Three years of doing this and we finally got it figured out. But the sad part is here we go again. We got another hurricane, Hurricane Irma coming in. And the whole state of Florida is being evacuated. You know, I'm in an accountability group. Um, every Thursday, 7 a.m., this group and I, there's one, two, three, four, five of us. And we get together 7 a.m. every Thursday morning and we talk for an hour about what's going on in our lives and our businesses and all this stuff. One of the guys happens to be in the Miami area. And so just to give you an idea of how important our accountability group is and why you should be an accountability group is this guy was in a caravan of three cars. So his car, his mother, and his sister and her sister's boyfriend and their family, they were caravanning from Miami, evacuating. And our accountability call is so important that before he got to the Georgia border, they all pulled over all three cars so he could do our call this morning. Wow. Which is pretty cool. Um, which he then goes in and tells us what's going on in Florida, and he says that it's a really bad scene. I mean, that you know, gas stations are out, grocery stores are out. Um, you know, could be power outage for a long time. And it took him something, I think the trip from where he lives to Atlanta should be 10 hours. He was already on the road for 12 hours and he was still five hours from Atlanta. So just, you know, craziness going on. And um, the guys in my accountability group are all healthcare providers. Two guys are chiropractors. One guy's a, a psychotherapist. And they think I'm a heathen. I mean, they actually think I'm a heartless guy because of my opinion of Hurricane Harvey and Hurricane um, uh, Irma, which is get your shit together, right? I mean, it's, it is a catastrophe. I get it. It's Mother Nature. Don't you know that Mother Nature holds the cards, that she makes the rules? But yet everybody, year after year, is completely thrown into a tizzy, completely disrupted, and their lives are potentially ruined because they don't know how to deal with this stuff and they don't know how to be prepared for it. And uh, I am a sensitive guy. I cry at movies. My wife get, punches me in the arm all the time and says, are you crying again? I say, yeah, I'm crying. I, I get emotional about that stuff. But I don't get emotional when you're broke. I have no emotion to the fact that you're busted ass broke and you can't figure out how to fix that. Because I started busted ass broke and I fixed it. It took me a long time, but I fixed it because I was able to visualize the problems. I was able to see what the future looked like in a negative light. And I prepared for it and I fixed it and I made changes and I adjusted and I changed my mindset and the people I hang around with and the things that I listen to. I changed all that stuff to get better and then eventually get out of broke. So on the You Need More Money podcast, all we do is talk about how do you make more money, real strategies. If I have a guest, that's great. If I have a caller, that's even better too. Today, I got nobody. It's just me riffing. We'll go about 15, 20 minutes, and I'm going to talk about a primary thing that everybody needs to figure out in order to make more money, and that is you must pick your number. 
you don't know how much money you need. And that's why you don't have the money you need. You literally have no idea how much money you make every month. And you also have no idea how much money you spend every month. And so you don't know how to back figure out your numbers by doing the math backwards. Now, how do I know that this is true? How do I know that you don't know how much money you make? Because I've had it happen in my office. I'll never forget when I brought one of my video guys in here. It's not Z or Rudy. It was another guy. And I brought him into my office because he did a good job and I gave him a raise. And I gave him a $4,000 pay raise. Right out of the gates. 90 days in, I gave him a $4,000 raise. And he looked at me like he was pissed. Because I told him how much money he was going to make annually. And he didn't like that number. And when I was done with the meeting, I said, I'm confused. You look like you're not happy. I just gave you a $4,000 raise. You didn't ask for it. I gave it to you. And you're looking at me like you're unhappy. And he says, well, I thought I was making more money than that. I said, what are you talking about? He says, I thought I was making more money than the, the annual number you just told me I was making. I'm like, dumb shit. That's not my problem. <laughs> if you don't know how much freaking money you're making, that ain't my problem. That's your problem. All I know is I gave you a raise and you're pissed. And I never forgot it. I never forgot that most people have no clue how much money they're making. And I believe that stands for you too. And the reason you don't know is because you don't know your numbers. You can't pick your numbers. How much money do I need to make to cover how much money I need to spend and put all the goodies away for the future? You don't have a clue on those numbers. So I'm going to help you on today's show. Rudy, you want to jump in on this? Do you know your numbers? Of what I make? Yeah. Uh, yes, but yours is variable because you may not be on a big project that may that you, sometimes it's chicken and feathers, right? Uh, yeah, sometimes in the freelance world, yes and no. But I, I think uh, that in my mind, I know that what I put out, and I know what I need to get back. So you're re-engineering it. You're saying, <clears throat> I know how much I need to make based on how much I need to spend. Right. What are my expenses determines how much I need to make. Right. That's good. I, I would throw out a different strategy that could be employed. I like your strategy. Knowing how much you're going to spend is one. But the other way is, why don't we just pick the revenue number? Because I believe that most of the time our problem is not a expense number. It's a revenue number. Mm-hmm. And so what we end up doing is figuring out how can we cut our cable bill from $67 to $47. And that 20 bucks doesn't mean shit. Yeah, I've done that. That doesn't yeah. matter. Dude, we've all done it. It doesn't yeah. mean anything. The time and energy we spend on the phone with the freaking cable company to save $20 a month is not worth it. Right. We can spend that same time and energy figuring out something else. Like, how do you pick your number? So let's go through it. I'll give you a real life example in my office on how you pick your number and how you can reverse engineer it. It's very simple. If I want a sales guy in my office to do $500,000 a month worth of funding. Now, we're in the transportation business. We finance big rigs, tow trucks, bulldozers. And we're in the niche of transportation where we really specialize in used equipment. In other words, we don't really want the brand new Peterbilt that rolls off the lot for 150 grand. We really like the four-year-old Peterbilt that rolls off the lot for 60 or 70,000 bucks. And the reason for that, just so everybody gets an idea of how we make our money here, is the big boys, Wells Fargo, Bank of America, GE Capital, they want that new piece of equipment. And they don't really like the used piece of equipment. That's a competitive advantage for me. If they don't like that new piece of equipment, that means I have less competition when I'm financing the used piece of equipment. And when there's less uh, competition, maybe we can make a little fatter spread on it. 
And that's typically what happens. We can make more money financing used than we can on new because the competition on new forces everybody to do those deals super, super cheap. I like to hold yield. Profit ain't a four-letter word in my office, and it shouldn't be in yours either. The other thing that people forget about in my business is they think that when you do used equipment financing, that the credit quality of the customer is less, that only good credit customers buy new and bad credit customers buy used. And I'm here to tell you it's the exact opposite. It isn't true. Very good credit customers love to buy good used equipment because they understand that they make the same amount of rev gen off of a used piece of equipment as they do a new piece of equipment. The customer doesn't care whether you roll up in a $750,000 heavy-duty rotator tow truck or you pull up in a $75,000 heavy-duty rotator truck. The customer wants their vehicle towed. The police department that you have the contract with wants the highway cleared, and they don't give a damn whether you pull up in a new tow truck or a used tow truck. So the best credit customers understand that, and they're more than happy to buy a good, clean, used piece of equipment because they can make more money because they don't have the debt service against it. Therefore, they don't have the monthly payment against it. It's a simple strategy of understanding riches and niches. I want my guys, say I want them to do 500 grand a year. Well, I know that the average transaction size in my office is just under $50,000. So guess what? 50,000 into 500,000 is 10 deals a month. So that's the number. My guys need to do 10 deals a month. Most of my guys are stressed out, how am I gonna do 500,000? And I remind them, 500,000 is the byproduct of 10. If you know your numbers, if you know how much your average deal size is. So let's just say you're a chiropractor. How many customers do you need to adjust to hit your revenue goal if you charge $55 a person? It's just a simple math problem, and most people never take the time to do it. So they live in this unbelievably stressed out mindset every day. How are we going to hit the bills? Where are we going to get the business from? We're going to th- and the reality is you don't need to be stressed out at all. You just need to play to the averages. So I need to adjust 12 people a day at $55 a piece to do my $600 a day times my five days a week to make my 12 grand a month. I'm just going off the top of my head there. I think that math is right. That's how you got to do it. It's a simple math problem, y'all, when you pick your numbers and then you just simply reverse engineer it based on the averages and what you expect. Now, I'm going to go a step further with you. You need to pick your revenue number and your annual income number. You got to go that far and say, I want a business that does $100 million a year. I want a business that does $50 million a year. I want a business that does a million dollars a year. I want a business that does $500,000 a year. And then you have to reverse engineer the numbers backwards on how many transactions is it going to take, how many clients, what's the average deal size, how much is the rev gen per client, and you work the numbers backwards. But it's hard to do if you don't pick your number. So if you work for a company, you still have to pick your number, even if the number is totally absurd to your position. In other words, you're the receptionist and you make 45 grand, but your number is 90. That's the start. You just picked your number. The number is 90. And it might tell you that the job you're in, there's no chance you're going to make 90 grand. Or maybe it tells you you're not bringing enough value to the organization to be able to make 90 grand. And we've got somebody in my office here um, who came to me and she said her annual, now she's been with me a long time, and she said her annual number was 150000 bucks a year. She wasn't even close to that. It, did, it, was, it was a pipe dream. 
There was no possible way in her current role that she was able to make that money. And she started to bring me more value. And she started to skill up. And she started to take more responsibility. And started to make tougher decisions. And I ended up eventually giving her a $100,000 base salary plus a bonus program that equaled 50% of her base. So if she hits her bonus, which she seems to be on track to do, she'll make 150 grand. She's 28 years old. She could have followed somebody else's path and still been working as a teller at Bank of America, but she understood what her number was and she was willing to do whatever it took to build value back into that situation within the right platform of a company who was willing to put it together and pay her for it. And she's going to make 150 grand at 28 years old. Man, there's nothing that I like better than writing those checks. And if you don't work for a boss who likes writing those checks, quit. Go someplace else. Get paid for the value you bring. Do not be afraid. The employee has a lot more control over the employer today than has ever existed in the history of the planet. The employee dictates. And the employee should get paid if they meet the expectations. Now, you want to dictate and not bring me any value? I'll send you a box. I'll tell you, pack your shit and get out. But if you bring me value, I'm going to comp you for that value. And I don't give a damn whether it's a 3% pay raise or a 5% pay raise or an 8% pay raise or a 100% pay raise. If you bring value to the organization, you deserve to get paid. So, Rudy, what do you think about what we're talking about today? Well, to, to add something onto the find your value, uh, speaking of that, because I work in movies, right? Well, I was producing this film just recently for this guy, and he came to me with, uh, you know, tell me his budget for his movie was $150,000. Um, he wanted me to produce it. Well, typically, producers make 10 to 15% of that, right? So okay. if you do the math, I'm making $15,000, right? At 10? Yeah, yeah. So that's that's what I went in. Uh, that, well, that's, that's what I assumed, right? Well, he hit me with, oh, well... Right now, we can only pay our producer role $3,800. What the hell am I going to do with $3,800? I'm going to kill myself for two months. I'm not going to make $3,800. Yeah. So I, I, just, I just didn't say anything. I kind of sat there for a second. And I said, well, I'm starting at 15. And then I, I gave it a number for profit share, right? Because I go into profit share. So I went less percentage so that I can go into profit share once the movie's paid back initial investment. That's, that's how you make money in the movie business. You get residuals. On the back end. Right. So, and he already had a, you know, a contract with Netflix. So it was going to get some back end money. So I, I countered with, 50, with, with my 10% and my point value. And he just sat there for a second. He said, good. I wanted to get somebody who knew what they were doing. Dude, of course. <laughs> Dude, that's the ultimate lesson. Right? I know. Listen, if somebody interviews with our company and they don't negotiate for their comp, during the last interview, mm-hmm. that's a huge red flag because they are not going to be able to negotiate a deal. Right. So it's a gr- killer story, great lesson, love it. Mm-hmm. The message on today's podcast, the You Need More Money podcast, do me a favor and subscribe. Do me a favor and share. Do me a favor and like. Tell your friends about it. Is you got to pick your number. You must know what that annual number needs to be, and that number doesn't even have to be real. It doesn't even have to, you don't even have to know what that number is going to be. You just got to start by picking your number because you've been ahead of 99% of the people. That's the message for today on the You Need More Money podcast. I appreciate you listening. I can't wait to see you down the road. Bye. That's our episode this week with your host, Matt Monero. Check us out every Friday at 12 p.m. Central as we discuss money, your life, and how. You need more money.